I'm well, thanks. How are you? We are good. We are good. Bevo sent me a text this morning going, OMG, can you believe this is going to be a movie? This is the story of the sex scandal with Len Brown and Bevan Schwang getting New Zealand on air funding to the tune of about $2.6 million. What was your reaction? Well, it's extraordinary. When I first heard it, I had to go away and check that it was for real because I would have thought there were many things to make good movies about, and I don't think this is one of them. Is this the sort of thing that New Zealand On Air should be funding? Because it is public money. It doesn't seem to me that we're soaring with the eagles on telling great New Zealand stories. No, I mean, I would have thought if you wanted to tell a story about the the role of Auckland's first mayor and how he carried out his duties, and this could have been a bit of a side issue to it, that would be one thing. But to make a 90-minute movie focusing solely on that seems to me to be uh, pretty tacky, actually. Mm. Well, what do you prefer, the, the Stephen Donald acclaimed film <laughs> The Kick uh, or, or the story of uh, things that go on in the Nati Fatua room? Yeah, well, none of them are particularly edifying, are they? I think that you know, just some good, solid New Zealand drama, and there's plenty of it around in other media at the moment. I think seeing that you know, put on screen would be pretty good. And, and, and the privacy of your own living room, and it's on TV, would you would you think, actually, maybe I'll just check it out, and will you tune in? Probably not. No. I, I just don't find it something I'd be all that interested in, to be perfectly honest. I, I know Len. I, I've met Bevan Schwang a couple of times, I think, and I just find that all a bit uncomfortable, seeing a movie about uh, a pretty sensitive moment for both of them. Mm. Uh, you know, I just find awkward. And I think a lot of people will be in that boat too. Uh, well, let's move on to some other matters, including the reemergence of Winston Peters. <laughs> were, were you surprised, or is this the least surprising thing ever? Well, I think the, the surprising thing is that it's taken him so long, really. I mean, he's been hinting at this for a while. But whether it's a reemergence or just a suggestion that he's going to reemerge, um, time will tell. Because you know, with Winston, there's never a final answer to anything. This will be a I think a suggestion that will run for a little while if he's on the comeback trail and that gives him plenty of scope to carry on if the, if the omens are good and equal amount of scope to back off if they're do, not. So this is just one more step in the drama. Do you think he actually can come back? Uh, no, I don't. I think that for a couple of reasons. I think his time has passed uh, and I don't say that maliciously. I just think everyone has a time and a place. Um, his time has passed and I think also the types of things that he represents particularly over the last three years, were much more things he was against than things he was for. And I just don't think that fits with the mood of the country right now. Do you think, and this is a strangely sounding question, do you think that he thinks he can come back? Look, I have no idea what he thinks. Uh, <laughs> I think what he wants and craves and always has craved is attention. And what better way of getting attention than the fact that we're talking about him right now? He's not an active political player, but we're treating him as though he's sort of just one heartbeat away from being Prime Minister. Uh, and that's what he would want, and I suspect that this is all contrived to that end for as long as he wants to play that game. I, I think that that's a good take on him, which is, and, and New Zealand first, that one of the reasons that they struggle is that you can't just be against stuff. And and even when I heard from people who are sympathetic towards New Zealand first saying, oh, no, 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 we need them back because they're the handbrake on bad ideas, it's like you can't just be about um, this is what we're against, can you? No, I think I think that's the problem. Um, you know, in, in earlier times, New Zealand First did stand for things. Uh, the gold card with, with older New Zealand was obviously a particular hit there. But uh, in the last three years, it's hard to remember anything they were for, but a lot of things that they were against. And just being the handbrake isn't good enough, particularly 
as the polls suggest at the moment, people think the government's doing a reasonable job of things. So, you know, I just don't think it's the right time or place. So what is the future for New Zealand First going ahead, do you think? Do you think we'll see them back in Parliament? I think it's hard to see that at this stage, but then we equally thought the same when in 2012, after they'd been booted out and they came back three years later. No, 2009, rather, they came back in 2011. So who knows? But hard to see. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of the old Paul Keating phrase he once issued about... Um, about Andrew Peacock, when Peacock made a comeback as leader of the Liberal Party, they asked him, would he ever be Prime Minister? And Keating said, a souffle doesn't rise twice. <laughs> so Winston Peters is a souffle? <laughs> I think he's more than a souffle. I mean, he, he's risen at least tw- he's risen at least uh, twice now, but I just think three times is just beyond him, even his, even, even his yeah. um, imagined ability. What about leadership? Do you th- any any uh, any interest in the prediction for the leadership or who actually could take it forward, or does it need to be someone totally fresh? I think it needs to be someone totally fresh. I think it needs to be someone who's got a clear agenda and a clear vision and able to articulate that, uh, and, and something positive. And I just don't see anyone there in that league. Shane Jones is a possibility, but Shane's so unpredictable and besides the hard work would get to him after a while. So I don't think he's got the stamina or the energy to do the job. Um, but, but, you know, it needs to be someone who I think is able to sort of give a positive spin rather than just be uh, grumpy against things. So possibly Shane Jones is a souffle who has yet to rise. Well, he's a pretty large souffle. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but was this a problem that, that you had as well, Peter, and that, that if, you're, if you're trying to be a centrist party, how are you, how are you saying what you stand for? I think that, that, that certainly is so, and, and that was certainly my experience. You, you can promote ideas, you can promote things that you can see get on the way and be achieved, but they always get gobbled up by the larger party. And the second thing is if you do stop things and if you are the handbrake, then you're viewed negatively. So if you're, if you're sort of there to say, look, we'll back good ideas and oppose bad ones, that's all very well uh, because what's your good idea is my bad idea. And so you sort of end up in a bit of a lose-lose. And it's a conundrum, and I don't think they've got the answer to it. We certainly in the end were shown not to have the answer to it. Uh, I just think it's one of those realities of, uh, of a multi-party democracy. And uh, someone will emerge in, in New Zealand first place in due course. I've, I've no doubt about that. Uh, but I don't think I don't think uh, it's New Zealand first. Just as United Future, Social Credit, all those other parties have a shelf life of around twenty to twenty-five years, and uh, then they move us move on for something else.